Welcome to another episode of Song Title Challenge, where the question is, climbers, how should you write this one, right? I think one of the biggest mistakes that writers make, amateur writers make, is that they just take the low-hanging fruit. They come up with this title, and then they try to write for the title. It's the first thing that comes to their mind. And this simple little 15 to 20-minute exercise is the difference between good and great, right? This is what takes a mundane song title, like just think about Hookbook and you see the title, The Dance. And you're like, wah, wah, whatever. <laughs> and then Tony Rod is like, well, if we did it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's iconic, epic. You'll never forget it. It makes you cry. It, it means so much. So that's the deal. This is a fun, creative exercise. Climbers send their titles into info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put song title challenge or STC into the subject line so it gets into the right folder. If you don't, it won't. And then I spring a title. I pick a title just moments ago. I pick a title, and then I'm going to spring live to Brent and our esteemed hit songwriter guest on the podcast. And we have about 20 minutes to really just try to find five or six different conceptual angles to write this song. See if we can find a cool way to make it work. And that's part of the challenge because a lot of the writers that we've had on would be like, well, Johnny, this would be the time when I would say, let's go to lunch. Or <laughs> what else you got? But nope, we got to work this one here. We yeah. got to work this shit right here. So. Brent, you got any, it's a fun, creative exercise. Yeah. It's not a co-write in any way, shape, or form. So climbers, if we use your title, use all of what we say, use none of what we say. We do demand an invite to the number one party. And I can tell you from my experience in Denmark that our guest today is on from my mothership and would also demand an open bar or at least just for, for us folk over here. For the- <laughs> I demand right. child care so I can bring my wife. <laughs> so I can bring my wife. There you go. <laughs> And we're going to need childcare. We're going to need somebody who can handle like a force in nature. I thought you were going to say we needed childcare for Gary. (laughs) 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 So Brent, you want to do the intros here? Because I'm super excited about our guest today. Just a quick note for y'all listening for this first time. uh, We are going to go across the board as far as genre, if that's where the title leads us. So we're not being constrained. Normally in a a right, we'd be doing a lot of talk about, well, marketing, blah, blah, blah. How can this get cut? Or who are you aiming for? But this is because we don't know the genre of who's listening. And so we're just playing in the sandbox all the way around. So hopefully this will be a lot of fun. Our today's guest is from Kingston Springs, Tennessee, the daughter of a music industry legend, but has earned her own rightful place among the best songwriters in town in the span of her career with several number ones and several chart toppers. She's currently writes for Carnival Music. Some notable cuts include Cleaning This Gun, which was a number one for Rodney Atkins, The Fool, number one for Leanne Womack with my buddy Charlie Steffel. I love Charlie. And number one for Tracy Bird, 10 rounds with Jose Cuervo. She is the co-writer and producer on the new single for Scout Spear. That's S-P-E-E-R. It's called I Didn't Know. Marla Cannon Goodman, welcome to The Climb. Hi, Marla. Hello. Hey. We're going to see y'all. Thank you for saying yes. I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to know. We haven't lost a man yet. Don't we worry about it. We got you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a man. Oh. <laughs> you may have found your first. <laughs> that probably means you're even better off. So That's right. That's right. I'm glad you go ahead and say you're terrified because I am too every time. It's fun. It's low stakes. But, you know, every time we walk in a room and if 
if an artist goes, I got this title and I love it, but I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of that same moment of terror, but with like zeros attached. So oh, well, the, the funny part is when you hear it, when you, somebody says, I got this title and it's an artist and you're, all you hear in your head is crickets. Again, new. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Brent heard that that in his head, he, he they wrote a song about that. <laughs> yeah, wrote a song called "Crickets" and got a cut. So. There you go. <laughs> How about this instead? Oh, here's crickets. Let's write that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So, are y'all ready? I'm ready. Never ready. That's the whole point. All right. So this comes from Joe Bagalki. Joe. Hello, Joe. And. So this title is, it's a little on the specific side, but I think one apostrophe can maybe. Oh, no, now I'm really scared. And we can go both ways. We can go with or without the apostrophe and it makes stuff happen. But the song title is The Poet's Escape. Oh, man. The Poet's Escape. So it could be possessive, like the poet's escape, like his escape or her escape. Right. Or it could be like the escape where the poets go. But I think there's so much. I think there's room for metaphor in there. I mm-hmm. think there's absolutely. I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff. We it just was kind of interesting. It po- I thought, man, this is super specific, but it's like today it's just popping out more than any other stuff I was looking at. And so I just thought, okay, I hope Marla doesn't stab me in the eye with a lobster for No, this. see, I actually <laughs> like that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say, what are you Next doing? Marla, Joe? Hey, Marla, she throws a drink in my face. I'm like, okay. my wheels completely started turning immediately just then. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Because my first thought is, well, this would be an instrumental piano piece. <laughs> and my work here is done as a lyricist. And I'm done. Drop the and mic. I'm I'm done. Done. Thank you. Boom. Call the piano player. The guy. Here's the guy you Marla, can call. grab the clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. an instrumental clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> it totally sounds like it could be. Yes. Now on NPR radio, college radio, The Poets Escape by Marla Cannon Goodman on clarinet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everything I always never said. Exactly. <laughs> this one would climb to the top, but mainly in the elevator it's being played in. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Oh, mercy. So off the top of my head, I, I thought like the poet's escape, you could color that to be maybe something like heaven, just, mm-hmm. just some perfect place to go. And so therefore it's not the possessive. This would be like where the poets go. And it's just the poets, they have the most feeling, right? They're the most thought they have. They, we sort of romanticize a poet. And so where do the poets escape to? And that would be so beautiful that you could see the girl there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd want to take you someplace that was so beautiful. Like maybe only, it could only be, possibly described by poets or something oh yeah yeah it's funny brent asked me a while ago about lyricist or melody and my i mean immediately as soon as you said the line in my head what popped in my head was and this is seriously what i heard because i have this crazy inside of my head but it was like there's a place out in the yard up between two trees a hammock where i'd go when i something i mean it's like that would be where immediately where my mind went mm-hmm Oh, I would want to. Yeah. I would want to be. The, the, to me, when you said the poets escape, it was like, where would I go to get away from what's inside my head? What mm. I think, and it would be Ooh. out there somewhere where you can actually. Oh, that just went. That oh, just okay. went like ten levels deep. That's really good yeah. because there's so much. Be- yeah. So on that, okay, on that, like I think about. Okay, you could do sort of third person, like talking about grandpa or something mm-hmm. like that. Like some person that the writer knows that they revere. That they yeah. absolutely 
just worship the grandpa. And it's just like, and he was a poet. You could describe yeah. like all these beautiful things he said. And, right. And that hammock, mm. the hammock was the poet's escape. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe it's a garage where he's fixing the car, whatever that thing was that for George Jones, it was a freaking tractor. Yeah. A long yeah. tractor. See, see that made, when, you started, when you started talking about that, yeah. you could be looking at a painting. Mm hmm. And the way the words come out of a painting, oh, yeah. and that could be the poet's escape that he puts someone down on a canvas and you see the inside of his thoughts. Oh, I like that. It feels like you're on a road trip to like Ireland or something. It's the name of a pub or something. Down at the poet's escape. That's one thing Johnny and I pulled out. We start learning these little tricks going. Johnny's like, what, it if, could it's be about the what if it's about a dog? And yeah. I'm like, what if it's the name of a bar? And then we can do whatever yeah. we want there. And that's the name of the bar. Oh, yeah, like the bluebird. See, it could be yeah. a, the bluebird could be the poet's escape. Oh. Yeah. Where you actually go in there and you just let all of these thoughts that you've been having out in front of people and see what they think. All oh, these that's bluebird so songs. Cool. That would be so cool. Cause, and it's just all about the bluebird. Mm -hmm. which yeah. It's so iconic in Nashville. Oh, yeah. About how it shares that the music with other people. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. How many new, like, masterpieces have escaped the yeah. mind out of the, of doors. the poet <laughs> at the bluebird, right? Yeah. Like, Ten rounds would be one of those. Ooh. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and really? it scraped out the doors of the Bluebird. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> that's where Tracy heard it, which oh, is funny. That's awesome. Uh, I was trying to think of if if I was doing it in a hard rock genre, mm -hmm. what would I say? Oh, it could be a song about heroin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. what about, yeah, like those poets, like the Jim Morrisons and the people that yes. I don't know what his particular drama was, but like. That's how they got away. That's from how it they all. got away from it, and so it'd be the that's Kurt interesting Cobain, as, a, like, as a rock thing, yeah. Going Jimi yeah. Hendrix, that would be really cool. Like a, yeah, yeah. For sure, like a drug song. because yeah, that there's there's been some great. Okay, so just this has always just been so fascinating to me. But there's the Lou Reed way, which is just dark and stormy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just, yeah. Let's call the song heroin. That's kind of my way too. Yeah. Dark and stormy. <laughs> and then there's I forget who wrote it, but the ones who put like the supremely happy major pop melody yeah yeah on a heroin song there she goes there yeah goes again, <laughs> running through my veins and i just can't complain and it's just like everybody's like oh it's such a beautiful song it's like man that's the darkest lyric <laughs> hey i just wrote one and i know joke i just wrote one with tucker bethard and the chorus on it is like she'll come down with her best smile on She'll come down like she ain't ever been gone. She'll come down. Yes, she'll come down. She'll come down when she's ready. And it's all about her being strung out. Oh, oh yeah. But it's like in the first verse, it's like she's got with her clothes. She's, mm. she's upstairs getting, you know, it sounds like she's getting dressed to go out with him. But she's just up there, and she can't, she hadn't come back down. Oh yet. wow! I've never. I don't think I've ever heard a song from that point of view. Like when they come down, like it's all yeah. looking yeah. high, but never she'll come down. That's interesting. That's I can't cool. wait to hear the rest of that, Marla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one's copyrighted. In case anybody wonders, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can think about it, but don't don't do it. You can you can look at the yeah, menu, don't but do you it. Can't I'll order. come get you exactly. You know what? From two of the poet's escape is. If you were doing it, say if you were doing it pop, mm -hmm. I would that would lean towards what Johnny said about being on an island somewhere and escaping with pina colada, margarita, mm -hmm. whatever, like that in a different, whole different genre feel. Yeah, because the with having poet and it, it doesn't feel like straight up commercial 
country kind of thing that doesn't, doesn't feel like the lingo. But if we were to try and shoehorn it in there, I would think it could be like, what are these escapes for different occupations or different types of people? Mechanics escape is under the hood. An athlete's escape is out on the field. You know, yeah. Musicians escape is those six strings or whatever. And a poet's escape is the blank page or whatever. Or yeah. a book or something like that. And just, so you sit down with the page and you write it out. Yeah, so it can kind of be about everyone's got their their own kind of place. You call it the poet's escape, but it's really just about where different people go to get away. Yes. Yeah. This might be more Americana, folky. Can you link that to to the Bible? Because the prose in there is... Mm-hmm. Well, and there's there's Would a lot of poetry in the Bible. to call it poetry. Well, well, and the thing is that well, I mean, a lot of our friends are very, uh, very spiritual, mm-hmm. and it's like when you really where you, we go to escape because mm-hmm. our heads are turned on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we are actually poets ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know I write everything in rhyme all the time. Yeah. I just rhyme. You just see that? I, I, that. <laughs> I did not mean to. <laughs> <laughs> She was a poet and she didn't know it. Exactly. She made it uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, I was thinking that just a minute ago about, for me, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I know Casey would, I, Brent, I know you would, mm-hmm. Gary, my husband would go lean towards the Bible to escape mm-hmm. something too. I get inside my head. Mm-hmm. I run from things inside my head. I get quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think I had from them in there. What if um, what if the lyrics sort of lean towards, and this just has a, a cool factor to it, I think, if you can pull it off lyrically, but what if everyone's a poet, right? What mm-hmm. if it's like an all-inclusive, like, like and say, what if you could like switch out the word, just not that you would do this lyrically, but it, metaphorically, if you're switching out the word, like our escape, mm-hmm. the poet's escape. Right. And so yeah. like, we're all yeah. poets in different ways. Right. Like yeah. when somebody does something well, sometimes they say it's like p- pure poetry. Right. Yeah. When they, right. Which is like a, a euphemism for excellence. Right. Yeah. And, yes. It's art. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's is. almost like the artist. Mm-hmm. The artist. Yeah. Like a yeah. 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 That's it. So like, there's an artist. There's an artist chef. There's an artist mechanic. That mm. guy that your friend of your friend knows who can restore your car like nobody mm-hmm. else. Right. They have the love for that one thing that there's a horse whisperer. There's a, if you you did it, like if I was writing it country and I was writing it like that, I would actually like in the verse, you could talking about a mechanic Mm -hmm. and talk about how good he does it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he, he's a, and you could even say that he's a master at what he does. Mm -hmm. He's an artist when he picks up the screwdriver, not, that I would ever want to write screwdriver because it would be a terrible word to run. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But write that into that and said and, and set it up to where it's the poets escape. Yeah. yeah. It's always every and you might even go there, the poets escape is a is a work of art. It's a mm-hmm. it, you're they're a master at what they do. And yeah, and I think I keep thinking of like what's the but? Something these people are trapped, but the poets escape. Like if there's a way of saying mm-hmm. like the people that are keep a tender heart that have a little deeper well aren't caught up in this that or the other maybe it's even the mechanic going you know for some it's just a job but the poet escapes like into the work and into what you're doing if there's a way to do that i think it'd be kind of cool i don't know what the other side of that is is saying you changed it just then you took the s off poet and put it on escape oh yeah that's true i'm messing with it so so that's true yeah but the poet poet escapes into there into that place 
So if you had the poet escapes into that place, you yeah. have that, you have that leash. Like you can put whatever you want before it or whatever you want after it. Yeah. And yeah, to change the meaning. Like, I mean, it's like literally carte blanche, right? Like creative. Yeah. If you make it more plural, then it could be the poet's escape. Yeah. The so-and-so gets trapped, but the poet's escape. I like the, what if you did like the poet escapes into that place mm-hmm. where all of his something in dreams, they wait and they do this mm-hmm. and they do that. And that's where the poet escapes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's cool. We touched on this. I can't remember how the conversation went, how we got there, but I think it was right there in front of us. Like this could be a great song about our fallen musical heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? Yeah, and and I guess like, there's there's really yeah. good, but then then there's the poets, and I guess the poets escape, and it's like a miss you kind of thing to to kind of a, the good die young yeah, kind man, of like thing. The, like, the rest of us are stuck down here, but the poets escape. Yeah, to yeah. Waylon Jennings, to Keith, Keith Whitley. See, yeah. That works too if you say into that place right after it. If the yeah. poets escape into that place where the rest of their musical heroes wait mm-hmm. oh, to oh, do it. Double you know, on the poets the escape band. in their own head that brought us all this art. And then mm-hmm. I guess the poets escape. Yeah, exactly. You're doing verse one, verse two. Oh, one is like into their head. The next cool one is like into there. that poet that heaven. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny and I were thinking the same thing at the same time, uh-huh. but you're louder. So you got it out cool. there. Yeah, that could be cool. And that could be, depending on what musical icons you use, that could go several different I'm places. I'm sitting here now going, God, I wish that was my idea. <laughs> That's the fun thing about this. A little song title challenge will take something that we're not so sure about and turn it into, uh-huh. like, like Brent always says, there's platinum underneath the gold. You got to dig deep. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's fun about this is that so many of these titles, if they were in my hookbook, I'd just like glide right past and be like, not today, Absolutely not right today. But then like you're forced to spend 10, 15 minutes on it. Then you find something and go, oh, oh, there's the there's something there. Yes. Which is for me the most fun and kind of encouraging part of this. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. One, I guess there are no bad titles. Because at first I yeah. would look at this and go, eh, eh, I don't like that title. Yeah. But then you figure out, oh no, it's not bad titles, it's just bad ideas. 
And, and, and on that note, Marlo, yeah. like one thing we forgot to mention at the top of the show was this is an incredibly cool exercise that a bunch of our guests have left going, all right, I'm going to go do this now. It's a great like way to revive new energy into your old hooks. Go into your hook yeah. book and that, because for whatever reason, it inspired you to write it down. It made it to the hook book, right? And you had mm-hmm. some sort of feeling, right? Something had some yeah. kind of energy yes. on that and you wrote it down. And then over time, it wilts like lettuce, right? And just if it doesn't make it to the song soon enough, all of a sudden it goes from this pile to this pile over here, kind of in your mm-hmm. mind, and it just feels that way. But going back in, and Brent's done this and gotten cuts with it mm-hmm. to the super old hooks, and just look out of 20 old hooks, pick one, do a song mm-hmm. title challenge on, all of a sudden you're like, oh, and it's back. Yeah. But that's like Same Devil for me. I sat on Same Devil forever. Oh, oh yeah. Here you go. Because I didn't know what to do. I, I knew what I wanted to say, and I didn't know how to say mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I, but, but that was when I didn't throw out to people very often because I knew that I wanted it to be different demons, same devil, but I didn't know how I wanted to write it. And the day that we were sitting in that room with Brandy, I was with Brandy Clark and Haley Witters, and I was like, okay, this is the room I want to put it out in. Yeah. Because you know that they're going to craft it. And that's one thing about co-writing. Some I have some co-writers that you throw it out, you better know where you're going because they're going to hit the gas, love the title, and then you're gone. And then you're like, what That just, what happened? And other people are grinders and are going to like, okay, let's really simmer on this, give it the time, really make sure. And you kind of learn those rooms that you're in, or at least I'm trying to go on, okay, this, yeah. this is a safe space for this idea that's not fully formed yet, but they're going to go on that journey with me to help figure it out. Other people are like, I better know where we're going because we're going to go. You better have the no map. What. Yeah. yeah, I was writing with a couple of people the other day, and I had one, and I was like, okay, I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm going to tell you, if you don't like it, if you're not all the way into it, just say so, because I know how I want to write it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Because I don't you know, I don't like to throw them out there if I'm afraid mm-hmm. of where it's going to go. Okay, I got another idea. This is another way to kind of say it. Like We've come up with this idea before in a song title challenge, but it fits on this title. And you kind of mentioned it, like, what if it was – you said, what if it's the name of a bar, right? But what mm-hmm. if it's describing all these characters at a bar? Mm-hmm. Like in a, in a, in oh, a, yeah. a, in a, um, in a Billy Joel, that's piano a cool man kind of way, like telling a story about all these different regulars that are at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, this is just the poet's escape. Yeah. This is where they come because they all talk, they all impart wisdom, don't they? And they all, yeah. like, what, what you gotta do when you're cooking your meat? <laughs> If it's a brisket, you've got to, you know, everybody's, They're everybody's an expert. For their own. What if the bartender is the poet? Yeah. Because he's oh, the yeah. one with all the oh. words. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's the one with all the answers. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because the, the name of the bar. That's why they go in there because he lets them spill out. Yeah. That's why the poets go into his bar because he lets them. Poets need an ear. And, yeah. And listen. Poets need an ear. Need an that's ear. the line. Yeah. And because of the name of the bar, it feels like it's not a honky tonk. It feels like it's, that's why I first said like Ireland or it could be the Billy Joel maybe kind of thing or, or like the Chesney Beach album kind of thing. Cause he'll do stuff like that. feels like that could be a thing. Cause he had that whole, I'm like poets and pirates or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be my commercial brain goes, where could we land this? That might it actually land somewhere. Then you start thinking of like, oh, we could twist it here from this kind of outcome possibly. Or we could just twist it here for this sort of thing. So climbers, we often do that kind of thinking. I mean, Marley, do you do that when you're writing? Like if you're just writing without an artist in the room, at some point you start hitting like, oh, this could be a so-and-so kind of thing. Let's just kind of tailor it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I don't do that a lot Mm -hmm. because if I do, it tends up sounding like a really bad version of something they've already done. 
So sometimes when I'm done and I'll be like, that sounds like so-and-so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've tried to do it a few times. Mm-hmm. One time it worked. <laughs> Lorna, Lorna. Yeah. That wouldn't work. But yeah, for the most part, I just, I like to just see where it goes. I don't really care where it's going at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like who it's going to go to at the, that point. Right. Yeah. For me, I mean, for me, I just want it to be as good as I can yeah. make it. And that's part of the thing, too, because I've, I've heard from a lot of different writers that some have success, like aiming and like project writing, target writing, and others like, no, dude, it kills me. It steps on my creativity. I can't do it. I got to write it and then later find out. And people have success both ways. So I think it's important to kind of know yourself and like what works for you. And, right. So. And, and what I think a lot of that, too, might be a bit of, dare I say, like habit, like or what's your normal groove? And if your normal groove is because I've known a couple of rock star buddies of mine that were like, Normally, I'm just writing like it's just from the heart. It's just all this stuff. And then it was really fun to do like a soundtrack because I had some sort of framework already there that I had to work mm-hmm. on. That was a fun exit from what they were normally doing. And if you're so, yeah. if you're normally writing a soundtrack, then it might be fun to get in a room where it's just like free willy and we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And, yeah. and either way, it's an uncomfortable place for the artist to be, right? For the yeah. writer to be. And I think that's what makes it exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have an idea. In my head. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Marla. I was just thinking, I mean, I'm sitting here as you're talking, and this is something that I found myself doing all the time. Like, you say one thing, and then my mind goes some completely somewhere else. Yeah. So while y'all were talking just then, I was thinking, if you wrote it, The Poet Escapes, instead of The Poets, you could even do The Poets Escape, but I'm, I'm hearing, like, The Poet Escapes into that place where the stools are empty, all empty, and the bartender waits. Mm. To hear that it's what something, and they know when he'll listen. Yeah, it's like that whole thought of it's it's not a real bar, it's a it's a place in his head mm-hmm. that he goes to oh. to find what he that maybe even the line he's looking for mm-hmm. or the the wisdom to put into that song he's writing or what the poem is mm. writing. That is cool. You could book in that too. The way you stirred it up, you could book in it with the poet escapes to blah 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 to blah 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 blah. I guess that's the poet's escape. Yeah. Like, or thank yeah, God for the poet's escape. Like you could book in those two things. Yeah. That would be kind of a cool play. Or even they call it the poet's yeah, escape. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have I have two ideas that have hit me. One is like the people that don't follow kind of the muse and their art in their careers and stuff. It's almost like the muse will leave you and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But the poet escapes, gives those ideas to someone else and Ooh. it will find its way out. Like if you, the poet is kind of a, is that, are the you muse. For the muse? Yeah. For the muse. Yeah. So yeah, that sort of thing where, you know, yeah, he sits in the corner office and he, and he chose this path instead. Well, you know what? The poet escapes and goes somewhere else and that art will find its way out into the world. So that's hoity toity kind of thing. Another thing is what if like the poet and this would be the poet escapes out of this person that normally they do their nine to five. They do their thing that's bland, doesn't feed their soul. It's not to them. It's not their art. But then on the weekend, man the poet escapes and they are who they really want to be. You know, whether it's the the guy under the hood doing that or the person that's writing and like letting that part out or when, boy, if you start talking about fishing, the poet escapes and it has his muses and that kind of stuff. So that could be something too. Oh. Marla? Or you could do the poet escapes when he picks up the pen, touches the mm-hmm. paper, starts writing again. Yes. The words that is something and da, 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 da. And that's how the poet oh, escapes. Yeah, every now and then the poet escapes. Like it's like most of the time they're not, but every now and then the poet escapes. Like 
could be the fall in love thing and he'll be yeah. with his girls or his wife or her with him or something that so the poet is the poet within that person i love that too the poet escapes when he lays down his head and turns to the woman on the, mm-hmm. you know, the, on the other side of the bed and yeah yeah oh. what if he's like like toad boots that all would day be beautiful. Kind of you do that from a female perspective where she's just talking about how much of like he's like a man's man mm-hmm. Your Marlboro man. Yeah. And these are these it's like things. the poet comes out of it. Exactly. The poet escapes. Yeah. I remember, uh, what is that in? Of Mice oh, and Men. That's, that's hot right there. That's cool. That is cool. Of Mice and Men. <laughs> Johnny said, that's hot right there. <laughs> I, got, I got chills. Yeah, man himself just, a little bit. I just felt like what it might feel like to be a girl in love with a man for a second. I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong that's called dreaming johnny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can bet my wife most of what escapes is a fart <laughs> i'm glad y'all can't hear gary <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh i was gonna say in that book of mice and men the one of the was it curly or one of the uh, one of the former one of the guys that worked he always had like he always wore one glove on his hand because he kept one hand soft for his wife because they're all doing manual oh, labor wow. and stuff. And so for some reason, it makes me think of that where like he keeps yeah, that one hand think soft about that, but yeah. for her, which is pretty cool. That's some good furniture right yeah, in there. That's, yeah, it because is. That's yeah. what it is. It's like he works hard during the day. He's the mechanic, like you said, or he's a whatever. Mm-hmm. But when he comes home at night, the poet, you know, when he lays down at night, the poet escapes yeah. and he becomes this. Yeah, And that could be like the vignette kind of thing about one versus like him. Another verse is somebody else that like was maybe more literally a poet or, or d- has that other outlet that they become kind of more who they truly are would be pretty cool. And that could go folk, Americana, possibly country. I don't know. Probably yeah. many ways you could do that. So, Not hard rock. You could do a very Bon Jovi, never say goodbye kind of song like yeah. that, rock and mm-hmm. roll. Now you're talking my language. See, Marla, this is why we're friends. I love you. Gosh, <laughs> look at you. I can sing you any love song from the 80s. Yeah. You just asked Johnny. Yeah. I know yeah. them all. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I'm with you, sister love. I'm with you. I sang them. I sang them. So, okay. So here, real world story. Like, this just hit me. Like, so Janelle's always like, we're going day-to-day life and everything like that. It's like, you're always great. You're always like, I, I know you love me and everything. And it's always good. And you're, you're so sweet and everything. But then there's this moment when you get like two and a half cocktails in you. really love me i'm done then (laughs) really love me you know what i mean like and not like i just all of a sudden i'm just like fawning over her and the poet escapes and Mm -hmm. after a couple cocktails the poet escapes you know maybe something like that where it's like that moment where she goes where the words or or when you're trying to pick her up in a bar yeah oh oh how how much are you drinking enough till the poet escapes (laughs) yeah yeah Start sweet talking that girl at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> man, we got some good things that I don't mean. Yeah, I mean that could be kind of a funny song too, like a little tongue in cheek, a little yeah. lighthearted, a little fun. Uh huh. Which would be kind of funny, and then the poet escapes, and even if he's yeah. not good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just terrible. Like, can I, well, can for I the chances are he's not I'm exactly. looking at your tag. What? Yeah. I just want to see if you're made in heaven. Exactly. Like, all those one-liners. You need to lock that poet back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want the poet to escape. <laughs> no. no. That's good. Marla, we got some good looks at this. This is fun. 
That's awesome. This went a couple different places. I never thought it would go. That was yes. I, yeah. cool. Imagine that. I love it. Yeah. You can always count on that with Marla. Just like look, just buckle up. Maybe get a helmet and some bail money. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marla, thank you so much for for yes, absolutely. For I love you guys so very much. This was so fun. Brent, one more time. Let's let's plug the new single that's that's out. Yes. So the new single, which Marla is a co-writer and producer, is called "I Didn't Know." It's by Scout Spear. S P E E R. And you can find it on your streaming services. Though it's even better if you go and plunk down some money somewhere. And Ava Page. I have Ava's single out. Oh, sweet. If I Were You. If I Were You by Ava Page. Yes. She just sang that in my freaking living room two nights ago and just slayed everybody with that friggin' song. I mean, everybody was just like, so, I mean, like D, D Vincent was here. Like we had a whole sort of Nashville nights thing. Yeah. I was, I was doing floats with my kids, so I didn't get to come. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we did that. So you got a room full of killer writers and you know, like when you really hit it and they're like, Damn, like they're like like impressed and pissed off at the same time like that. <laughs> That's a song. Like yeah. I'm impressed. We, we wrote one we wrote one with uh Dave Finley and it's called Songs from a Late Night Motel. Mm-hmm. And she just put a clip up of it and I haven't heard her sing it and I was like, Oh it, it is just it's so she's good. Something else. Yeah. Yeah, she's something, she's something else. She'd been She'll picking, get to him. she's been a better picker than me since she's like thirteen. Yeah, since she was two. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. She's one of those that'll get you impressed off. I'm so impressed <laughs> off right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great that's impressed great. Off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, thank you all so for much. saying yes. This was super fun, man. Yes. Maybe we'll do it again sometime in the near future. That was I would love to. I love awesome. you guys. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.